Hi, welcome to the Mamas Know Best, We Got Something to Say podcast. For months, we take time to prepare and educate ourselves on this new adventure of motherhood. But as we all know, once the baby is born, we're still left with so many questions and need all the help we can get. Women really should have a sense of empowerment as they begin to experience these life-changing moments. And no one mother has it all figured out. However, the more informed we are, the better decisions we can make that will positively affect us and our family. And that's what this podcast is about. Sharing honest, raw, and real conversations about motherhood, life, and all of the crazy, messy, beautiful in-betweens to hopefully educate, empower, and support the next mother on her motherhood journey. So sit back and enjoy. Hello, welcome to the Mamas Know Best. We got something to say podcast. I am on with a very special guest, Mrs. Ashley Connell, CEO and founder Yes Prowess Project, which is an integrated job training and community platform that exists to help caregiving women return to the workforce. They have a 70% placement rate to date for women who complete their upskilling programs, and 94% of their employers agree that they provide a better candidate role fit while cutting their hiring and ramp up time in half. Those are amazing numbers. Ashley, why don't you go quickly introduce yourself, and then we'll jump into the Prowess Project. Yes. Well, first, I'm so excited to be here and, and just hang out. <laughs> I feel like that's what, what this already feels like. So yes, a bit about me, founder of Prowess Project. My background is B2B tech marketing. I did that for 15 years in Austin, Texas. And then the company I was working for moved me over to London, worked there for two years, came back to Austin. And through all of my, all of my learnings in the corporate world, I, I always had this background anxiety of how I was going to continue this career that I literally moved to a different continent for and have children someday. So that problem leads into why I built prowess. Now, before you go, there was, because you're not a mom, Correct. Correct. What was it? Did you see other employees? Was it family or friends telling you their stories of transitioning into the workforce? What was it that you were like, what the heck am I going to do? So it was, I worked at a tech startup. The leadership team were all males and the two women who were director level and above they didn't have children and I respect the heck out of these women and they're amazing. It just got me thinking. And you know, there's that saying, you, you can't be what you can't see. And I think that that is so, so, so true, especially for women in the workforce. And then for the women who I did see who had children, I felt like at the time, now this was 10, 15 years ago, there was this bias against them of, Oh, well, they got to run to soccer practice right at 4.30. Can't have a meeting with them that lasts any longer than 4.15 or whatever it was, which is so incredibly unfair, but we could get into <laughs> that. Yes, I gotcha. So basically it's like you understanding and that's, and, and kudos to you for even recognizing that because I don't even think that registered in my mind. And I was a very ambitious career woman had very high level roles. And then it wasn't until I became a mother that it kind of hit me. I don't, I don't think I put two and two together. I saw my mom working and went to work and, you know, was a mother. It it never registered until it did. And then I was in it and I was like, Oh shit, how how do I do this? And the pressures that come with it. And to your point, not having the employer's support. So tell me, what is the complete inspiration? So now you're here and you're like, okay, what if, right? One day I want to start a family. How did that lead into you creating a business from it and from creating Prowess Project? So with my 15 years of experience leading up right to Prowess, I started a marketing agency with two other people. And it was such an awesome experience because we made every mistake in the book, like you name it from an entrepreneurial standpoint, like we, we made it. And so that was, was really, really helpful. I was at this cross point, like, Hey, what do we go do next? I don't know if this is really me. And I finally realized, I finally identified what that anxiety was of, of this like career versus children type thing. 
So of course, I'm a data junkie. I jumped onto Google, found the horrific Harvard Business Review statistic that if a woman is out of the workforce for just three years, she loses 37% of her total compensation power forever. Wow. Cannot get it back. 37%. No matter what level, like it just is what it is. It's almost like starting from scratch. Yes. Wow. I believe it. I believe it. And, and this happens to 43% of women. It's a massive population of women who ultimately, I don't think even realize those statistics. And when they're making that decision of, hey, I'm going to step out of the workforce, they don't know how difficult it will be to get back in. Mm, that's a good point. So when you saw those statistics, you know, how did you say, okay, here's a problem and how am I going to solve it? <laughs> yeah. So I became obsessed with these. Like <laughs> I, I could not stop thinking about it. So I went out and talked to hundreds of women who were in this position. So these are women. I mean, some of them were Ivy League. They had between one and three degrees. They had 10, 15, 20 years of work experience, had been out of the workforce for two, three years. And all they could get to get back in were unpaid internships. After being out of the workforce for some time and then trying to just, wow. Yes. And I heard this story over and over and over again. And so when diving deeper into that on what was it that was their biggest barrier to re-entry, what they all identified was a lack of confidence. Didn't have the confidence, but also because there wasn't one place where they could go from home to hired that had the training, that had the network, that had the access to jobs, piecing that together on their own felt so overwhelming. And that makes perfect sense to me. And so with all of that information and then going and talking to hundreds of hiring managers, what they hated about the hiring process, why or why not they, they want to hire women returning to the workforce with all of that we created Prowess Project. Okay, that's interesting. So tell me, what were some of the biases that you did hear that are the misconceptions they felt a woman once she was out of the workforce three years? What was some of these answers that you heard? First and foremost was they don't have the tech chops anymore. Technology moves so quickly that we think that it is moved too fast in in three years and they can never catch up. That was the one I heard over and over and over again. I heard some people who felt like they could be super honest with me say that they felt that the dedication level would be lower because they have other priorities at home. Now I can counter argue all these points with data, but we can say that. Did you ask any of them or did any of them have the gall to say, why would it be different from a mother than a father, than a male who has children? Of course not. No. No. No, no, no. Of course, they didn't, they didn't bring that up. I did not bring that up, sure. which in retrospect, I wish I had, because I think that would have been a light bulb moment for them then, at that time. The yeah. goal of this was just, okay, let's understand where the starting point is. Like, what am I up to? Well, let's go back. Well, actually, how long ago was this? When did you have this inkling? I don't think we even said that. When was that inkling? <laughs> Yes. So this was October 2018. Wow. And we incorporated Prowess Project January 2019. Okay. So two okay. and a half years. And not only that, I think now, which is crazy, we're having the conversations even more so of like, actually, I just I just got off of a Instagram live where an actor, Justin Baldoni, I think was on with a motherhood group. And he was talking about like how fathers need to get more involved. So I think now we're normalizing that a bit. So I can see yes. how even back then you're like, look, this is my goal. But it would be interesting to hear what people would say, because it's like, what is the difference with a father? Just to hear them say, because there really is no difference. And if you think there is a difference, then we know that there's a problem because it shouldn't be what it is, right? But that's a whole nother. <laughs> and I think yes. that, so you're hearing these things. So the misconceptions to kind of summarize is, look, and we've, we've heard them all before. Moms are not going to be as dedicated. I think that kind of was told to me even what I, I had heard before I became a mom and I was in the HR space. They're not going to be as dedicated. 
will be distracted. They're going to be distracted. They're not going to be keeping up. Okay. So that's interesting. So before we jump into the services that you offer, what would you say to someone who is listening to this, who might still have that or to a woman in her mind? It's like, oh yeah, that is true. Because yeah, that is, that is a very valid point on their end, right? Okay, well then, you know, we have a business to run and if she's going to be taking the time off to be with her children, how is she going to jump back in and catch up with us? What would you say to that? There are resources out there like Prowess Project to help because I will absolutely acknowledge that piecing together upskilling on your own is next to impossible. Mm. You would have to go out and speak to hundreds of hiring managers, just like I did to understand what the bias is and then go seek out all the different courses that you would need in order to get back up to speed as well as develop your network as well as finding a job. Me even describing what I just said sounds so overwhelming. I wouldn't do it. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And it was all of those barriers, which is why we built prowess in the most intentional way possible to walk these women through a holistic path. So we don't do just the training. We don't do just the networking. We don't do just the jobs. The way that it works is women who are returning, they go through our 16 hour training while they're going through that. We're gathering hundreds of data points on them. And of course their skill, their expertise, but also their communication style, their learning style, behavior style, work style, emotional intelligence, and all of that. We use that in our job matching algorithm to ensure compatibility on the jobs and the teams that we are presenting to them as options. So that's on the the side of helping the the women who are coming back into the workforce. Do you also make sure that the companies that you're partnering with understand that, hey, these were stay-at-home moms at one point who were in the in the field. Do you also work with, I guess I should say, women who maybe never worked and they were stay-at-home moms for maybe 10 years? I guess we could go into those stereotypes of, oh, they're just stay-at-home moms. What skill set do they have? And now being a mom, I'm like, are you kidding me? They're CEOs of their household. They're running multiple things at once. So you do also help stay-at-home moms who maybe have never had a formal job, I will say. So right now, because we are so new, typically we look for five years of work experience. Okay. In the future, yes, we're going to expand our requirements significantly to help as many women as possible. Also, I want to make clear, you don't have to be a mom to join Prowess Project and to get a job through us. We have a ton of women who fall into two other categories, women who want to pivot in their career. They've been doing the same thing and want to do something else slash oftentimes are fleeing a toxic work environment or women who are more in my position who want to have children someday have heard of the statistics of how being out of the workforce could hurt them so much. So they are networking with us now to find a five hour, 10 hour a work week job while they start to have children. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. So we'll go back to my question. So the companies that you partner with, how do you find them? How do you vet them to make sure that they understand? Because I can tell you the stories that I've had with some employers that I have worked with that are completely not on the spectrum of supporting working mothers. It's actually kind of mind boggling when I, when I say some of the things, and even when I say it to the people and they're like, what? And I say, and I'm like, I really, that, that really happened. So tell me about the companies and how you vet them and how you make it clear to them. Well, I would imagine if they're coming through, they understand that they, the importance and the value of hiring these women. So go on. Absolutely. So we are very front and center about our mission on our website and any messaging that we put out there. Uh, That being said, the reason why while I was doing user discovery, I went out and talked to so many different hiring managers is because Prowess Project needed to be not just the best hiring solution for returning caregivers, it needed to be the best hiring solution possible. 
out there point blank. So it was critical that we solve all of their hiring problems, not just if they're seeking out this untapped talent pool. So that being said, when companies come to us, it's very obvious that we are mission driven. So we already know if they want to continue the conversation, they're very aware. Also, our vetting process, it's a 10-minute questionnaire. We jump on the phone with them for about 30 minutes, 45 minutes, and we have a list of questions that was uh, written by a behavior scientist so that we can dive into their philosophies, their thoughts on gender equality in the workforce, their team's culture, what's missing in their team. We gather all of that information and put that into our job matching algorithm. And we straight up ask, like, what does the mission of gender equality in the workforce or working mothers mean to you? And they have to respond with an answer. And we've had some that are really point blank and are like, it's a diversity checkbox. And we say, thank you for being honest. We are not the right solution for you. And here are some other options that you can go look at. That all being said, the reason why we were really particular in the questions that we ask is because we're trying to dive into that answer without asking it directly. Because a lot of people are going to say, yeah, of course, I love, love flexibility. Of course, love mothers, love. But when push comes to shove, that's been my issue because I have had, oh, yes, I understand this. Um, And maybe again, in retrospect or in hindsight, I look back and I'm like, was I truthful in my needs? Even though I knew what was important to my family, was I truthful to them also of what I needed, right? Because we all know when you're going for an interview on both sides, I'm trying to be the best, you know, candidate. Oh yeah, I'm this and this. I'm not going to cause trouble. I'm going to be this, right? Let's just be real. And on their side, it's, oh, of course. Yes, we have such a robust, I love that word. We have such a robust PTO plan and pay time off plan and this and that. And then, you know, you really get in and it's like, yeah, she says it's robust, but right. So correct. And I love that you said it was put together by a behavior scientist because that lets you know, like you said, then they can't really run, right? They have to really, truly show who they are. Because like you said, if you're investing in these women and the same with the company to making sure it's a good fit, it can't be the smoke and mirrors because then it's being the complete opposite of the word that I'm looking for, the complete yes. opposite of what you're trying to do. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And at the end of the day, these women who want to return to the workforce, they are putting so much confidence in us and taking such a risk on us that I will be damned if I don't give them enough respect to vet these employers so that we're setting them up for as much success as possible. Sure. That's amazing. Okay, so now you're you're three years in, right? Yes. From creating yeah. here. What was the process like to kind of create this business Um, to any of my listeners out there that might be looking to create a business if maybe you want to give some high level like I know you said you started a business and you kind of went through all the mistakes I'm in the process of starting business and I already I'm like the money spent you know all of those things so if you can give some high level maybe a few tips what has that process been like for you. So I would say and this feels scary, especially at the beginning, tell everyone about your idea. Tell everyone. And most people are worried about doing that because they think that someone's going to steal the idea and go do it. No, 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 no. Executing on building a business is so incredibly hard. If it weren't, everyone would be a business owner. Ideas are dime a dozen. So tell everyone because inherently people want to help. Also, you have no idea who you're talking to and what connections they have and what they can bring. And especially at the beginning, when you're messaging or when you're explaining your business, you're going to have all the mothballs in your mouth, right? You're not going to explain it right. You're not going to articulate it in the best way possible. (laughs) Lead with the the value prop, blah, 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 blah. You're not going to do that. And so speaking to people who can then retell you what you just told them or ask you questions about it, it's going to, it's just practice. That's all it is. And it's really going to help you figure out exactly what you want to do and actually probably help you pinpoint the problem that you're trying to solve even more. 
I love that. It's funny because now that you say that, I'm like, I think I do that too, because I've joined chambers and certain things. So I have to talk about my business and I'm like, I really got to get my spiel under wraps. But the, to your point, the more I keep saying it, the more it's like, wait a minute, it's really this to where you start breaking out. So I love that advice. Yes. I, I really learned a ton when I had someone explain it back to me mm-hmm. because they use their own words. And, and when I heard some of the phrases that they use, those are some of the top marketing phrases that we have on our website, because it's someone who would hire us speaking about what we are and saying how we're solving their problem. What's next for Prowess Project? You know, what are the future goals? You're three years in, I see your testimonials. Goodness, you've been on Forbes, South by Southwest. <laughs> you know, I see that you're, you have so many wonderful accomplishments that you've, that you've had with your business. What's, what's next for, for you? Where do you see this going? So when we started Prowess Project, it was a talent marketplace. So it was job seekers, and employers, and we connected them. That's what we were. Organically, as we're building this, more and more women have come to us and they just want to connect. They just want a community of their own, of women who are just like them so that they can talk both about professional stuff and personal stuff. And my response was, oh, well, why don't you just hop into LinkedIn, right? Like you could, you could do all of that there. And one woman said, diving into LinkedIn is a graveyard of what my life could have been. Whoa. Yes. And hearing that, it was such an aha moment that these women desperately want connection, desperately want a place that they can call their own. And so whereas Prowess started as this talent marketplace, really the engine of our business is this community. And from that community, we have courses and we also have the feature, which is the job pool. We're also talking about a whole partner aspect. We're also talking about tying this into corporations, applicant tracking system, how they manage their candidate process. So our talent can go directly into their systems and just show up right away. What I love about this and about Prowess Project is it is becoming this all-in-one platform for today, specifically women for anything professional. I love it. Especially when you become a mother. And even though you said like, it it doesn't necessarily have to be a mother, but if you've been out of the workforce, all of that is intimidating. And you know, what I, what I've learned with my podcast and talking to so many different women from so many different spectrums, women just want a community. Yes. And, and let me um, actually correct myself when I said like the place for anything professional What I really want to stress there, I say this all the time, the workplace is like a urinal. It was built for men. So imagine that the workplace, the workforce, professional life was built for women. What would that look like? Mm. I guarantee you there would be a lot more focus on emotional intelligence. I guarantee there would be a lot more focus on flexibility, a lot more focus on sharing and being collaborative versus I'm better than, than you. I'm narcissistic. And yes, 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 yes. yes. So that's what I think prowess can be very feminine energy version of the professional world. I love it. So tell me, is, are you, you're the sole owner, CEO. What does your team look like? Talk your chops. Tell yes. me, you know, your business. Tell me all about that. Yes. So I'm CEO and founder. A part of our founding team is also our COO, Leah Steinkirk, who truly is superwoman. She is a returner herself, has an amazing background, was out of the workforce for two years and couldn't get a job. For mm-hmm. two years, she looked for a job, couldn't get anything. And I'm sitting there looking like, oh my God, you are so capable. And now she's basically built our entire business. She's outstanding. So that's the founding team. As for the rest, we have a sales team of three, an operations person, two marketing folks, two tech folks, and someone who helps with our financing. And we're hiring three more right now. 
I'm thrilled to say that we are growing our revenue an average of 30% month over month. I just, I want to help as many women as possible. What has been your career high moment with Prowess Project? Like, what are you most proud of at this point? So this may sound small for some, but the moment I will never forget is Prowess Project is all online. So it's all remote. While going through the training, we we have cohorts. So it's typically five to six women who go through together. Two of the women in one of the first cohorts, they lived about six hours away from each other. They, outside of prowess, decided to drive, meet halfway because they got along so well and had lunch and are now super close friends. And to me, that is such a sign of success because we're taking what is all digital and bring it in real life and building these relationships that these women would never be able to have otherwise. Yeah. Or suffering within themselves and feeling depleted, probably the insecurity aspect of it. And now hearing from other women that have kind of gone through it, they are coming out stronger and more secure and confident in all the things. So no, that's a, that's a definitely a high moment and definitely one to be celebrated. I want to pivot a little bit. And I I know I've asked this question in several interviews I've had, but I, I do find it interesting. How was COVID? How was the quarantine? How was that for you guys and coming out of it and people looking for jobs? Tell me about that. So COVID, obviously that was March, 2020, March through May, we were doing record revenue months because companies were getting their PPP money and needed to hire. So they were coming to prowess to hire. So we were like, oh my gosh, it's it's COVID like going to be great for us. I, I, I hate even saying that. No, I know, but I get it. Yeah. Right. Well, (laughs) June through September was dead. It it very much felt like, okay, PPP money ran out. And then there was this panic from all companies where they were like, oh, wow, this COVID thing is not going away. Mm. We have got to figure out how we're going to transition our company so that we can stay afloat for a year, Mm -hmm. two years, three years. They had no idea. So during that time, it was, it was pretty slow from a growth standpoint, but it gave us an opportunity to really focus on our technology and our matching algorithm. So that was good. Then October came around and we're skyrocketing again. Now, one, I guess, silver lining of COVID is opportunity from, from COVID is 5.4 million American women were pushed out of the workforce due to lack of childcare. That is an astronomical amount of women who probably in the next six months year are going to need to return and sadly will have a gap and may need resources. And so I'm very grateful that we did have that time to really dive into our technology so we can scale with these women. And we're already seeing this this happen, like an influx of women who are uh, returning to the workforce. And this is a massive opportunity for employers. No, absolutely. So speak on that a little bit. If, if you do have some data points on that aspect, because that is a big thing of the supporting working mothers that, and part of my issue of why I had to leave corporate, I wasn't getting the support due to COVID. It's like my son's daycare closes and my employer's oh, like, oh, okay. And I'm like, my son's school is closed. I, I need to go pick him up. Mind you, I've been there on the weekend. Yes. I've covered for other yes. positions. But the minute I asked that I'm like, my son's school is closed. It's like, ridiculous. it's a big deal. It's ridiculous. I'm like, hello, did you not know that we were just in a pandemic and people have died? Like, I don't understand. So tell me, what do you envision of happening that now with these women trying to go, what's that, the bottlenecks of that and how prowess project can ha- kind of help there and fit in. And then I'm going to go into how companies and women can, can find you and, and how they've reached out to you. So one of the major shifts that we've seen, which is fantastic, is, hey, with COVID overnight, every single company out there had to be remote. And also during COVID, 
I think we all got a glimpse into our coworkers' home life that we never would have before. And I think with that brought a ton of empathy. And so I'm starting to see more and more employers being like, oh, wow, we can do this remote. I don't, I don't need a payment for an office. We could save a ton of money. And not only would that would save us money, but now our talent pool opens significantly to not just the Metroplex, but to the entire nation. And also what they're realizing is I don't need to hire a full-time employee. I could absolutely get someone who works 10 hours a week to solve this problem. And so both of those light bulb moments that I'm seeing employers have are extremely promising for working women specifically because of the flexibility that typically they need because remote work is very coveted and because part-time oftentimes is preferred because at what full-time job can you, you know, peace out at three to go pick up your kid? Correct. And not only the children, I'm sure this is another unmarked or untapped, that's the word I'm looking for, untapped area that doesn't get talked about often. What about adults or a woman that has to take care of their elderly parents? Yes. Yes. We see that a lot. And that's why in our messaging, we talk a lot about being caregivers versus mothers, because that sandwich generation where they're taking care of their parents Mm -hmm. and possibly their, their children, it's very live and well. And that puts huge, huge strain. And so whatever we can do to support them and put money in their hands, if that is, hey, I got 10 hours of work a week, I'm very grateful that I'm seeing more and more employees realize that, that that is still so valuable. I can definitely work with that. And I think too, one of the biggest misconceptions that employers have is, oh, a part-time employee is going to suck because I still have to do just as much managing (laughs) and ramp up. But with Prowess, the way that our algorithm works, we are matching you up based on compatibility. And we give you resources from the very beginning to be really clear on boundaries and communication specifics and day-to-day behaviors. So you know at the beginning, hey, this is how Ashley works. Don't call her, text her, that type of thing. And it's those small like annoyances that turn into these big problems that you can't overcome. And let me tell you, I was listening to, I don't know if what podcast it was, and I wish I would have written the quote down because as I'm listening to these things, I like to write quotes that I feel are so powerful. But in essence, and I'm paraphrasing, it was basically like, you, you can teach skill, you can't teach a personality, right? So if we're not going to mesh, no matter how organized I am, no matter how on point I am, if we don't mesh, and you don't like the way I do this or that or vice versa, it's not going to work, right? It's not going to work. And I don't understand how business owners, because again, I've worked with some, but they were the very old school mentality that still had that. And I'm like, how do you not know that you're married? marriage, I feel like is the number one thing. Don't you know that you have to go through compatibility? You have to date to make sure to get before you get into this lifelong commitment. Why would you not think that that's not a job? But that's the old school mentality of you hire someone. And, I don't need to know more. I don't need to know less without realizing like, no, you are so incredibly spot on. And I think what's really important to think about is with personality tests or assessments or all of these people are worried that they're going to get a low score. And really what we're looking at is not like, Oh, you have low emotional intelligence. You have low communication skills. There's not a high and a low it's a preference. It is a way that you naturally speak and we will connect you with someone who is going to appreciate that. And I think that that's really important to think about. And going back to what you were saying about, hey, we date before we marry, how are are we not doing this in the professional world? That is what drives me crazy about the resume. The resume tells you where you went to school, where you were hired before. That's it. And anyone can make it look smart or dumb. That's it, you're a thousand percent. For sure, when you really think about it, it's just a high level 
is going to make theirs look better and sound nicer. That's it. Absolutely. And so what happens? You get someone in the role because they can do the skills. Based on what they told you you think you could do. Yes. yes. No one vetted them. No one looked at data. No one is like on your, on either side. And then three, six, nine months down the road, you fire them, you lose 12 months of work can be up to 250% of their salary that employers lose when there's turnover. Wow. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to be the naysayer, right? I'm going to be the answer, answer, whatever. Yes. Of, of, (laughs) yes. Of saying, no, I want to see the data. Why should I trust you? Why should I think that I should spend this money? Because I used to hear that a lot at, at a previous employer, like, oh, we don't need to do those. One of the owners thought the assessment test and those personality things made a huge difference. The other one was like, that's a waste of money. So uh, I'm going to be that boss. who was like, that was a waste of money. What data do you have for the listeners to say, no, this works. And my data proves that when I match someone up compatibly, like, let's say someone like me, right? I am very honest. And I've, I've told owners that and they're like, Oh, I love it. And I'm like, no, 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 you love it when I tell an employee, but that same honesty has to go from me to telling you as the owner, you're doing something wrong. And that's when they step back and they're like, Oh, well, maybe I don't like your honesty and your directness and your straightforwardness. So tell me, tell uh, tell me the data. Yes. So it is hard for me to go to someone who doesn't believe in personality indicators or assessments and say, hey, this personality assessment is going to work more than this personality assessment. So that's not what prowess does, because there is a difference between giving someone data after a test and information. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is a lot of personality indicator tests, behavior style, whatever you want to call them, they tell you results, but there's no go forward. There's no call to action. With Prowess, we take in your results. And then based on that, we're handing you the shortlist, top three candidates with a compatibility score that you should go interview that is going to be compatible with, again, your team, the skill set you need, and the role. So as far as data, what I can share is more on the data that we've seen is that it's cutting their hiring time in an eighth of what they used to be. It is an eighth. And I've had several people tell me that is impossible. Don't put that on your website. Put cut it in half because that's more believable. (laughs) We We can get someone hired in three hours. Wow. And yes. And so again, with a successful outcome. Yes. And then 94% of the employers who have worked with Prowess have said the candidate role fit has been fantastic wow, and couldn't have done it without us. That's amazing. And I'm interested, where did the name come from? I, I didn't ask that. Honestly, it took a long time to, to come up with the name, but I loved the, the word prowess because it means skill and ability. And it also has a very feminine nod. But the second definition of prowess is bravery in battle. And when talking to these women, that's absolutely what they feel like they're going up against when they're returning to the workforce, this battle, and they need bravery that they typically get from the support of their cohort from the community, what what we can provide. And, And that is why prowess made so much sense project because this is ongoing. This is mission focused and I will not stop until we're seeing equality in the workforce. I love it. Now, I know you're a busy woman. I know because I'm starting my entrepreneurial <laughs> journey with even with my podcast that started as a hobby and is now, you know, love 50 it. episodes in and learning so much. It's yeah. kind of crazy. What do you do to recharge? I mean, I know you have a team and things, but even still, right? You go from <laughs> doing things on your own to now you're, you're making decisions with other people. You have a team, people that work for you, responsibility that comes with that. What do you do to kind of recharge and f- refill your cup? That is a struggle. 
I created some really bad habits in COVID. There was nothing else to do. So I poured myself into work. So being super transparent, I am actively working to find something else that does recharge my, my cup that I actively stick with. What does refill my cup is getting out of the house. I work in the house. I obviously live in the house. When it was COVID, you really couldn't leave the walls, like the four walls. And so anytime I leave the house, even to go to Target, sometimes I'll just go to Target and walk up and down the aisles. That helps so incredibly much. And I am very much so an extrovert. And so I need to be around other people to recharge and, and get energy. And so every Friday morning from... 8 30 to 11 I go to a coffee shop and write and that is huge for me huge huge and the team knows like can't get a hold of Ashley this is what she's doing this is her recharge this is what gets her through the week so yes I love it thank you for sharing that thank you for even sharing that that's something you struggle with and that you're still trying to figure out and it's crazy that now I am working from home oh my gosh it's true there'll be times like if I don't put on my calendar or don't whatever like I'm just on the computer all day And then of totally. course, when my son comes home and I mean, and my husband's like down the hall in the other room because yeah. we realized we couldn't be in the same office space just, and not even because he, he bothered, but I was like, dude, I have a meeting. He's like, I have a meeting. I'm like, okay. But anyway, my son comes home and then it's like, no, I'm back on my iPad or something. And I'm like, oh no, I need to like go for a walk. Like I needed to set like reminders of like, go for a bike ride, get off the computer because you can yes. find yourself just in a rabbit hole of whatever else you got to do. And there's, there's always something. There is always something you could be doing for work. It's a slippery, slippery slope. So I am, I am actively working on that. Good, good. And it's healthy. And tell me, we're halfway through 2021. How is it going for you? I know you said the business is growing. So that's amazing. I'm super happy. I'm super happy that we connected on here because I love supporting women in general. I think becoming a mother has just made me again, realize the importance of that connection. And I've had girlfriends and stuff, and I've said this often, but I don't know, man. It's like, you know, supporting women is just, it's just a thing. And what you're doing is is phenomenal. So how is 2021 going for you? We're going into the second half of the year. I know you said kind of a little bit of overview of what you have for Prowess Project, but what do you have maybe in the next six months horizon? Are you going on any, yes. any vacations? Like what's going on for you? Yes, yes, yes. So the next six months, we're actually in the middle of a product launch right now. One thing that we wanted to help women do, I already went through like how much I hate the resume. So instead we're creating a prowess profile that not only shows your skills, like what you would see on a resume, but also examples of your behavior also talks about your behavior style, different projects that you have done. So an employer could see exactly what type of deliverables and you, they would get from you if they were working with you. And I think that that, that is, that really up levels the hiring process because women are really, really good about showing what they've done, but don't like to brag on themselves. Facts. Yes. <laughs> Always. So that, that's the big thing for, for prowess and adding more courses for me, what I'm doing the next six months my husband and I are trying to plan a trip. I want something really, really relaxing. So if you have any ideas, please let so, me know. So probably where are you, where are you located? I'm in Austin, Texas. Oh yeah, that's right. You're in Austin, Texas. Oh, I'll be there next year. Oh, maybe we can connect. Oh, I have a conference yes. that I'm going to next year. That would be amazing. Yes, um, Fantastic. And actually, I hear Austin's great. So that's why I'm excited to go. So I was going to say, come to Florida. There's so many relaxing things to come here. There's so many little islands, so many different like little, we're actually going to a place called Anna Maria Island, which is insane that I live in Florida and I didn't even know about this little island. I think it was voted like one of the quietest, best little towns. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. Yes. I'm Um, writing this down. Anna Maria Island, there's Siesta Key. Oh goodness. There's so Marco Island, but yeah, we're doing Anna Maria Island. And apparently there's no like chain restaurants, no chain hotels. They're all boutique, little hotels uh, with great food. So I'm super excited. We're going in August, just me and my husband. So I'm excited for that. Same thing. You're similar with me. It's like, I, I need to go outside. So for me, as long as I'm like out in nature doing walking or even riding a bike, I'm, I'm okay with that. But you didn't, I, you didn't go back into how can people contact you? How do employers oh, come yes. to you? How do you employees? So speak on that. 
Absolutely. So our website is prowessproject.com. We are at Prowess Project on all social media channels. So feel free to reach out to us there. Yeah. And I just, I, I really encourage moms who aren't really sure what's next. And even women like yourself who are founding a company, but also need to keep the lights on while they're doing it. That is the only way that I built Prowess Project is because I had a consulting gig on the side. And so we want to help more and more women do that because we know that business is a great way to increase your wealth. And I, I firmly believe the more money in women's hands, the better our society will be as a whole point blank. A thousand percent. Listen, I'm trying to build two businesses I have with the with the, the motherhood side of things and then my consulting side as well in accounting and HR, but more of like diversity and inclusion and, and those kind of love things. It. But to your point, I keep saying, I'm like, I would love to work for an employer who, you know, who kind of meet to all these levels who can allow for flexibility and I'm not going to cringe or get anxiety because I know I have to ask for a vacation or again my son's right. school closed because of COVID uh, I, I keep saying it I'm like I'm not holding up because I actually do enjoy working and to your point I would love to have three or four different streams of income and if that means working for someone and at, as well as having my businesses so that's awesome in what you're doing because I think then the loop is trying to find that right and going back to my original right. point but there's smoke and mirrors and how am I you know honest to say okay well the kind of employee you're going to get from me is hardworking, dedicated but I'm also going to tell you when something is just incorrect within your business and how are you going to feel when that's when that's spoken about or if I have something that needs to be done those kind of things so that's amazing that's amazing at what you're doing because I think it's so so important especially in the shift with just where we are in society today absolutely absolutely and like we talked about before this is a huge opportunity for employers I, I don't know why they wouldn't want to hire moms 89% of working Americans agree that a working mom makes the best leader mm. so why wouldn't employers want to higher working moms. Well, it's, and, and, and yeah, leave that on that because the only thing I would say is if it's someone who is just the ignorance of it or just doesn't know because they, because there are, I, and I've seen it, people who are still stuck yeah. back when and just don't answer it. The, the employer had just left. I, I had explained that. And I was like, look, most of your people are going to be retiring. Who do you think is going to come into your workforce? Right. And I remember her kind of looking at me and I'm like, if you don't change certain things now, and I know you want to keep working for another 10, 20 years, I'm like, your people are going to be, your people that have been with you for so long are going to be retired. That kind of stayed with the same status quo. It's kind of what you got to do if you want to continue to stay relevant and continue to hire, continue to grow and all of those things. I think yes. if, if there weren't any believers before due to whatever, right? Maybe they just don't know. They don't like the change. They are ignorant, whatever it is. I think at some point in order to sustain in your business, you're going to have to make some changes. 100%. I'm hoping that COVID was the wake up call that these companies need. Finger crossed. Well, like you said, you have the data and, and that's actually given me ideas with stuff with my motherhood business of like interviewing moms to kind of go to the next step because the fact that you put in the work to do the market research and say, okay, let's see what's here to really make the point. I love that it. was huge because people tell you, they'll tell you straight up. No, 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 no. That, that doesn't make sense. And there was quite a difference between a pain and a discomfort. And when mm -hmm. I started prowess, I was solving a discomfort. People don't pay to solve their discomfort. They pay to solve their pain. So make sure that when you're, you're forming your business or the messaging and all of that, you're really going after a pain, not a discomfort. I love it. Diana. Let's end on that part before we get to my quick to get to know. No, I love that. Every, every, every podcast conversation, I get like a quote and I'll put like that. I love it. I love it. I love it. Amongst other things, you've dropped some amazing um, gems and just, you know, so much wisdom and knowledge. And I, I love it. Okay. What's your favorite book or one to recommend? So my favorite book, I read it in one evening. It was built to sell. It's all about when you're thinking about your business or structuring your business, if your end goal is to sell it one day, how to set it up. And it's a parable, so it's fun. It's not like a, like a stuffy business book. Yeah. I read that that evening, had the idea for Prowess Project that next morning. Ooh, love it. 
if you can turn back the time and talk to your 18 year old self, what would you tell her? Speak up. Mm. Do not let your voice be muffled ever. Yes. Best advice you've ever received. Yes. When we were stuck with prowess, I don't know if this is really advice, but it kind of, when we were stuck with prowess, Leah, our COO and I were just sitting there and we're like, we're almost there. We're almost there. We're almost there. And then she said, let's stop and shifted to it's happening. And just by it's happening, it means you're in it and you're seeing the success almost there puts it out in the universe that you're still not there. You're still not completing it. And just that shift of it's happening means you're in it. So you can feel it. You you're seeing the success and it's a small shift, but showed huge results. No, I love it. That's almost like manifestation and manifesting. As Absolutely. Because if you're still saying we're almost there, you're still creating the roadblocks as opposed to saying it's happening. It's like, no, I'm in it. And I can say this. Love it. What has being a business owner taught you? Empathy. I have gone back to two of the CEOs that I have worked for in the past and just been like, I am sorry for anything I may have done in the past because this is a hard job that you have. And so, yes, empathy, hands down. Sure. Any final thoughts to the podcast world? My, my final thoughts specifically for women, if they're interested in either returning, pivoting, getting flexible work, what have you, is your, your skills that you have cultivated at home caregiving are still transferable in the workforce. Don't forget that there are ways that you can learn to speak to that in interviews and you are just as worthy as the average white male next to you, if not more. I love it. Ashley, thank you so much for coming on, for sharing your story, for sharing your journey, for what you're doing with the Prowess Project. I wish you nothing but continued success and blessings for love and light. Thank you. This has been an ultimate pleasure. Yes, so much fun. So much fun. Thank you. Thank you for joining me this week on the Mamas Know Best We Got Something to Say podcast. This podcast has been brought to you by our sponsor, NGC Consulting, where you can find them at nicolegconsulting.com. For more motherhood resources, check out themotherhoodvillage.com. Make sure to subscribe to our show so you'll never miss an episode. And if you found value in this episode, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or recommendation to a friend works too. And join us next time for another amazing conversation. Continued blessings to you all for love and light.